Hey friends, welcome back. It's Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. And welcome, welcome to episode 130, Pause, Pivot, and Proceed on World Compassion Day. Did you know that today is World Compassion Day? It is, and I don't know about you, but I can tell you we can all use a little bit more compassion in our lives. We're going to dive in a little bit deeper about this. Um, Rock also going to talk about the second chapter book that I wrote called Pause, Pivot, and Proceed. And this one was more so how COVID helped me elevate and upgrade my life. But I want you to take inserts, which is all we're going to chat about today, some of the inserts. I'm not going to read the whole thing verbatim, but take the inserts and see how it applies to you and where you're at. You ready? Let's get comfortable. So when it comes to compassion, wouldn't you agree that the challenges of life affect us all, every single one of us, regardless of age, gender, your ethnic type, social status, or even your economical backgrounds. Compassion, there is a place for compassion in all of those areas. Each of us can use assistance or words of encouragement during such trying times. Sometimes all people need is a little compassion but not everyone knows how to show it. If you're one of them, you're in the right place. If you're trying to understand what it means to be compassionate and how to show compassion to yourself and apply these same metrics to other people in practical ways, I've got the answer for you. Just keep reading if you're reading this and listening if you're listening to the audio. Let's start with what is compassion. Compassion actually comes from the Latin word compati, and it literally means suffer with. Who wants to suffer? I don't want to suffer. Compassionate people have the ability to show concern for the misfortune of others. So it's very similar than as empathy, but it's not quite the same. So it could be anyone, an adult, a child who's in trouble, sick, hungry, unhoused, or has some sort of unmet need. And these can be emotional needs. When confronted with struggles, sufferings, or failures of others, they feel strongly motivated, almost compelled to emotionally take on the pain or to ease the burden of other people. That's what being compassionate means. So why is it important to be compassionate? Well, you see, displaying compassion can help improve your current mental or physical state, your feelings, your situation, or even those of someone else. Offering a hug or words of encouragement in the moment of crisis can positively, (laughs) positively, you like that? That was just to see who's paying attention, um, change the vibes of those who feel vulnerable. They They may, after the hug, after the love, after the encouragement, They may feel motivated to find solutions they haven't yet considered because of their current mental state. So think about that for a second. When you're offering a hug or a word of encouragement in a moment of crisis, and you know that this can positively, (laughs) I did it again, positively change those lives around you who are technically feeling quite vulnerable at the moment, but yet this can be a game changer for them. What about you? How are you showing compassion to yourself? I pulled out my book here. I'm going to read some of what I put together and we're going to tie this all 
all together and put it in one neat little package. So a couple of years ago when I first wrote this chapter, you know, we didn't even hear about the word COVID and we were just learning about the coronavirus and at different points in our lives, our priorities evolve. You know, this happens naturally with the ebb and flow of time. It can happen in relationships. It can happen through your education career. It can happen through your education or career. And it can just happen with your friendships. Your priorities evolve. So as I mentioned, this happens with the natural ebb and flow of time. But within COVID, something dramatically changes in our lives. Right, The changes that were in our lives were significant. This was a extremely dramatic change for the whole world. It forced me personally to rethink my priorities and to show compassion to myself and compassion to others. You know, of course, there were events that had happened over the years that altered my path, but nothing at all like this game changer that happened through the whole wide world. I'd always had some control of the why, the when, and the how. Although, believe me, I never knew why or the how or the when things were going to work out in the moment. You never feel it in the moment. You just trust. But when life changed, this was a forced pause for the world and every single one of us as individuals. Now, we saw compassion at that time as a whole. So I want you to sit back now, relax and enjoy as I share a snapshot of how those trying times changed me for the better with surprise silver linings and simple pleasures that life has to offer and where I showed myself compassion in the process. So I know you're going to get this. My 20s were exciting. They were all about exploring new territory, having adventures and becoming a mom. My 30s, they were about surviving, trying to balance parenting, rebuilding my life, and discovering who I am, who I was, (laughs) who I was. I'm no longer in my 30s. But in my 40s have been repurposed. The 40s have been all about personal growth, passions, glowing, and growing. Who else can relate to that one? Go back and think about your 20s, your 30s, and your 40s. And stick with me. We're going to put this all together, like I said. But throughout these life stages, so many of my past decisions were made when I wasn't emotionally sober, which means I wasn't holding space for compassion for myself. You know, when you're making decisions that were led more by feelings and emotions versus logical thoughts. There were decisions made when I was hungry, tired, stressed, And who isn't in their 20s, 30s, and 40s? I was in a space of not being emotionally sober for way too long. A couple years ago, I was living a lifestyle of doing what I was familiar with and expected because it was easier. Now my thoughts and habits no longer a series of memorized patterns and thoughtless procedures. Over the last couple years, the choices I made were for the greater good from safety to security to health and wealth. As one chapter closed, others opened. The ebb and flow from what was once normal to being back in lockdown, having to be a struggle, but it was amazing when life brought me, where bright life brought me a year later. Yes, it is always amazing where life brings you a little bit later. Now I'm a grandma, a podcaster, 
a published author, an employee, and equipped with a whole new mindset. These are just some of the few hats that I wear. Mm-hmm. You should check out more of the hats that I identify in my book, Your Story Matters, which can be found um, on my Amazon page. But anyways, sidebar. All right, pre-COVID, I was standing at the kitchen counter, inhaling moods, moods, ha, inhaling meals before fitness classes. My youngest daughter became more of a roommate, and my financial security was very rocky. My identity as a personal trainer had branded me so much that growth in other areas of wellness coaching was challenging. Time wasn't my friend. I was exhausted, overwhelmed, and overworked, which didn't help my health, my stress, or my anxiety. I was blinded by my drive and ambition. I was not showing myself any compassion. I just wanted more. I lost sight of what truly valued most, what I truly value most, not what the world valued most, but what I valued most, my family and loved ones. Like I said, I wanted more. I was ready for more, but at what cost? I was craving this dream life, and I was so one-track-minded that I lost sight of my why. I never stopped to ask the impact of the sacrifices I was subconsciously making if it was worth it for the other people that were involved. I was hyper-focused and blinded by my virtues. So in April of 2020, one of my dreams came to an end with the closing of my fitness studio. Emotionally, this was hard. I had a heavy heart over a dream ending, but my heart was lifted and I drew strength from the arrival of my grandson. What a blessing. He is such a blessing. It's amazing how life is full of different roads and doors, but there's always a path ahead waiting for us. You see, when it comes to life, it starts with being compassionate to ourselves and compassionate with others and understanding that we may not always be on what we feel is the right road, but we'll always end up exactly where we're supposed to be. So let's talk about the pause. The pause. Being forced to pause, reflect, review, rethink. Being forced to pause gave me time to reflect on where my life had been heading, time to review what I really wanted to achieve and why, and rethink how I could make that happen. You know, all those thoughts, you know, all of those thoughts that you put aside in the cobweb corners of your mind, those thoughts that become easily dismissed for later but you lose track of time and forget to get them back. And then you beat yourself up for not following up with them. Ha! Thankfully, I found time to pause. Pausing led to pivoting. The pivot. Purpose is what so many people struggle with after their world has been flipped sideways. When it feels like everything in our life has changed, things that once matter often don't seem important anymore. Most of us, even on a temporary basis, lost our purpose over the last couple of years. We got stuck in what was or what could have been. We lacked compassion for ourselves and for others. Without the hustle and bustle of leading, coaching, and preparing for 23 fitness classes a week, my purpose paused and then quickly pivoted. I started to put into perspective the life I was living versus the life I wanted to live. 
My goals and aspirations were sidebarred and triumphed by worry, anxiety, and a scarcity mindset. None of these attributes, not one of them, fit my ideal life, and not one of them matched any of the any of the images on my vision board. I laugh because that is so true. Even looking at my most recent vision board, not one of those words fit on there. I had some serious thinking to do, and quickly, because the one thing I know is I don't do boredom well. I had some new goals to set. There's something about setting goals and crushing them that excites me. Whatever the goal I'm chasing at the moment is, it's always a foundation to improve my health and happiness. It's a path to achieving time freedom, balanced energy, and elevated finances. I even give myself a reward for those goals. Seriously, it's a lot more fun this way. And sometimes I need to push out the date because maybe the goals didn't happen at that time, but they still happen. That's compassion. Earning new yoga pants or a new coffee cup for my collection is amazing when I'm achieving goals and noticing all of my personal success at this point, even with everything that had happened, right? That's compassion, understanding words of encouragement in that moment of crisis and how it can change the feeling of somebody who's feeling vulnerable. So it's not too late to start thinking about what you can do. Use what and who you are in a new way. Think outside the box. Find an outlet or an avenue that is open and see where it leads. Find out what you're passionate about and use that passion to set new goals. When you start to see traction, start to see that you are truly making strides towards something more, something you care about, something exciting. You will find purpose not only in the achievement, but in the pursuit. It is truly, truly, truly about enjoying the journey. Now for the last section, proceed. Remember, pause, pivot, and proceed. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, just like everyone else. There's been things like sending unexpected refunds to clients where there was nothing left to give, making a conscious choice to permanently close the studio and selling all of the equipment because the immediate future was unknown. Since then, the future has been rocky. Been in and out of corporate, been in and out of working for myself exclusively. These are hard moments. But guess what, though? I made it through the other side, and so will you. With new memories and new stories to tell. Because you are giving yourself compassion. We're going to talk about what it takes to make the moments matter and how to show compassion to yourself. Before I list six different steps, I want to give you a little quick exercise that it's been a while since we've revisited. So just breathe. Mm -hmm. Breathe from the diaphragm. Now wiggle your toes. And I dare you not to smile as you wiggle your toes. You're smiling. I know you are. Now mix in some resources, some patience, some understanding, some compassion and a shoulder to cry on as you learn to remove all of the judgment and expectations from yourself. It won't be long before you notice that you are smiling again and your load has gotten a little bit lighter. It's never, ever, ever too late to be who you want to be. I hope you are living a life filled with happiness, smiles, goals, and ambition. If you find the sun doesn't shine as bright or as often, or your hopes and dreams don't excite you as they once did, 
I hope you have the strength and determination to start over as many times as it takes. Too often we stay on a path that doesn't bring us joy or fulfillment because it's familiar or safe. But when what no one tells us is that spontaneous optimism leads to wonderful adventures. Keep growing, keep glowing, my friends, and lean into some self-compassion. So, what do you think? That's just a blurb. That wasn't all of it. That's just a blurb of my story there. If you want more of it, let me know. Um, I can definitely um, let you know where you can get it. But I want to touch on six different things that are going to help you show compassion to yourself. You see, self-compassion means showing yourself love and kindness the same way you do for others. But ironically, big-hearted people unintentionally overlook the need to address their personal sufferings. These self-compassion tips are bound to help you be kinder towards yourself. And we all need a little bit more of that on World Compassion Day. Recognize you're human. Everyone makes mistakes. Some are bigger than others. If your spouse or friend makes a mistake and maybe you tell them to err as human so they can feel better about themselves, recognize that the same proverb applies to you. It may just so happen that you're not around people who can assure you that you've messed up or that we've all messed up from time to time. In times like this, you need to be your biggest cheerleader and your biggest fan. Point number two. Quit beating up on yourself. You're quick to comfort others when they make mistakes, fail, or feel hurt. Rather than judging them harshly, you soothe and encourage them. Yet, you judge yourself harshly and carry around self-blame, guilt, or shame. Be your best friend, not your harshest critic. Acknowledge your struggles. It seems easy to just ignore the obstacles or negative emotions you face. Unprocessed emotions will remain there until they are properly dealt with. So next time you think of other ways of comforting yourself, repeat an affirmation. I accept myself for who I am, regardless of my shortcomings. Forgive yourself. Point number four, our relationship with ourselves set the pace for relationships with others. It allows you to let go something that helps you bring healing and peace of mind. Bury the hatchet with all of the mistakes that you do and just forgive yourself. Accept that you're not perfect. You cannot get exactly what you want 100% of the time. And taking this perspective enables you to be kinder and more gentle with yourself whenever you've missed the mark. And, and I have a great example on that. Last night I sent out an email called Sunday Love and I noticed I missed adding some of my URLs to my links. I go to resend it today. I update everything. I go to send it again, realizing I forgot to hit send. I accept that I'm not perfect. I didn't do Sorry, I forgot to hit save before I hit send. So, no, I'm not perfect either. I make mistakes. I made them twice in a row, telling people I'm sending them with links, and I forgot. So, my friends, the last piece here is to practice mindfulness. The tendency to um, go over and over and over your past present and future is unlikely is linked to anxiety. You know, when you go over your past, that's more linked to depression. But when you go over your future, playing those stories in your mind, that's linked to anxiety. Mindfulness is a form of meditation that challenges you to live in the present moment. One of the principles is accepting things for what they are, which can lessen your tendency to self-judge or to put negative labels on your thoughts, emotions, and feelings. 
That's it, my friends. I hope today you are sharing yourself some compassion on World Compassion Day. I am sending you so much love and joy, and I look forward to hearing from you all soon. If you are looking for a little bit of further support in this area or any of the areas, let me know. I'm here to guide you. Have a great day.